This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, August 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Jury deliberates Roundup case. House Ag Chief hits the road. Will dairy farmers go for revenue insurance? A jury is mulling the verdict in the Roundup case. A jury in San Francisco starts its second day of deliberations at a closely watched case involving charges that glyphosate herbicide caused cancer. Lawyers for former school groundskeeper Dwayne Johnson claim that exposure to the weed killer gave him lymphoma as well as rashes that caused skin to fall off his body. During closing arguments as well as much of the trial, Johnson's attorneys and lawyers for Monsanto could not agree on basic facts, including when he was exposed and when his rashes began appearing or even how much of his body was covered when the accidents occurred. Conaway making rounds in Washington state. With Congress in recess, House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway is in Washington state this week to assist some GOP colleagues and to get a look at agricultural issues in the region. Today, he'll hold a roundtable with central Washington agribusiness leaders in Yakima with Representative Dan Newhouse and then tour one of the nation's largest suppliers of hops. Newhouse knows a bit about that subject himself as a hops and fruit grower. Conaway spent much of the day yesterday with House Republican Conference Chairwoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers, who's struggling to hold her seat in eastern Washington. Conaway's day included a tour of a farm that's partnering with Microsoft on the tech giant's Farm Beats program to expand the use of data in agriculture. Dairy insurance hits the market, but will farms buy it? The first revenue insurance policy for dairy producers is set to go on sale this fall after getting the okay from USDA. The chief economist for the American Farm Bureau Federation, John Newton, says there's considerable interest among agents in selling the dairy revenue protection policies developed by AFBF and its insurance arm. But it remains to be seen whether the product can make a significant dent in the market given the slow uptake of other risk management programs in the industry, particularly the margin protection program created by the 2014 Farm Bill, says a leading dairy economist. The dairy RP policy comes with a premium subsidy and will be available in coverage levels up to 95% of a farm's expected revenue. Cornell University economist Andy Novakovich says the policy is, quote, very much worth a serious look, but he notes that only half of the nation's dairy producers signed up for MPP this year, even though they were assured of getting payments. Novakovich said that does not bode well for risk management tools under normal circumstances. No matter how appealing a product may be from the perspective of an analyst, it seems there are a lot of dairy farmers that don't find these products to be helpful or are too much trouble to sort out. Farmers for Free Trade goes on the air. Farmers for Free Trade, the group backed by several major farm organizations that's pushing back on President Trump's trade policy, is on the air in the Midwest raising concerns about potential tariff-related losses across rural areas. The Tariffs Hurt the Heartland effort will include radio ads as well as TV spots and print ads and will run through September. The ads to run initially in Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Michigan, Minnesota, Nebraska, Ohio, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. The ads include the message, President Trump, 
stop the trade war. By the numbers, EU is number one for U.S. soybeans. U.S. trade data for June shows that U.S. soybean sales are already shifting sharply away from China and to the European Union. More than 589,000 metric tons of soybeans were shipped to the EU in June. That's compared to just over 184,000 tons for the same month a year ago. EU was the top destination for U.S. soybeans in the month of June, well ahead of number 2 Mexico, even though the Mexicans also increased their imports substantially from 322,000 tons last year to more than 485,000 tons this June. It's also worth noting Pakistan imported nearly 396,000 tons of U.S. soybeans in June, making it the number three destination. Pakistan didn't import any U.S. soy in June 2017. Now, by contrast, U.S. soybean exports to China fell from 354,000 tons in June 2017 to about 271,000 tons this June. China imposed a 25% tariff on U.S. soybeans starting in July. And by the way, China reduced its overall soybean imports from all sources in July that amid a rise in domestic stocks, according to Reuters. Chinese imports were down 8% from June. Rules for new pass-through deduction are out. The IRS has issued the long-awaited rules for how farms and other pass-through businesses can use the new 20% tax deduction created by the new tax reform law. Agriculture accountant Peter Neifer of Clifton Lawson Allen says several rules for the 199A deduction will benefit farmers. Among other things, farmers who put their farmland into one pass-through business and then farm that land and another entity will be allowed to treat those entities as a single business for the purpose of deduction. That means income and wages from the entities can be combined. On the downside, especially for dairy producers, the Section 1231 gains from the sale of some business property may not qualify as business income subject to the deduction. Enviro's challenging reversal of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service ban. A pair of environmental groups say they plan to sue the Fish and Wildlife Service over its decision to end a four-year-old ban on the use of genetically engineered crops and neonicotinoid pesticides on wildlife refuge. A notice of intent filed by the Center for Food Safety and the Center for Biological Diversity alleges that the agency failed to properly study the impact of imperial species before lifting their prohibition. Here's today's He Said It. This is not a war that I signed up for. It's not a war I want to be drafted for. Our farm and many others like ours will be of the first casualties of a trade war. That Lafayette, Indiana soybean farmer Brett Bible in the Farmers for Free Trade advertisement. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, August 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nelly.